Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. We've got a lot to talk about today. I'm here with Dr. Bill Lampton. How are you doing, Dr. Bill? Doing fine. Great to be with you again today, Bo. You know, one of the things we've talked about, and, and we're in a time when record unemployment, a lot of problems, a lot of people being separated from work, and a lot of them aren't necessarily going to be able to go back to their jobs. And we've talked about this a lot. I think one of the, the solutions to this scenario is better training and education. Yes, and w- one of the things that I would like to point out is that not only is there an economic impact when people are between jobs. And of course, the phrase that's come up in recent years, they're in transition. We don't say they've been fired or they're unemployed. Often we say they're in transition. And in addition to the economic problems and challenges that people are facing, there are also the emotional problems, the problem of feeling useless, the problem of worrying about your family, the problem of not knowing what your future will be. So to me, that's one of the biggest challenges that people can face, not just the dollar side of it. Right. Being able to uh, have the resources sometimes. Sometimes it comes down to having the resources to do better and have uh, other options and opportunities. Well, speaking of resources, uh, we have one here locally, and let me read you a little bit about a resource that that people need to know about when it comes to this. Hopkins Associates is a local family business owned and operated by Marsha and Benji Hopkins. For the past four years now, their company has contracted with Georgia Mountains Regional Commission to provide workforce development services for businesses and individuals in a 13-county region right here in North Georgia. It's quite a resource. You hear all the the breadth of all that they can do there. But the good news is, Dr. Bill, we've got Marsha and Benji Hopkins in the studio with us today. Yes, and I know our listeners will certainly want to pay close attention because these people are a wonderful resource. All right, enough of the the suspense and buildup. Welcome to the show, Marsha and Benji. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're glad to be here. Well, so Hopkins and Associates, that's you guys. And I know you work with uh, WorkSource Georgia, WorkSource Georgia Mountains, right? So tell us a little bit about what that is and kind of uh, what you do there. Well, uh, WorkSource Georgia Mountains is a division of the Georgia Mountains Regional Commission. So let me tell you first a little bit about the Georgia Mountains Regional Commission, which is also a great resource for our area, the northeast uh, part of Georgia. Uh, Georgia Mountains Regional Commission provides a lot of different types of services to smaller areas in the 13 counties, like economic development, for example, planning, human resources, uh, a myriad of different services that they provide. So WorkSource Georgia Mountains is part of the Georgia Mountains Regional Commission, and their emphasis is on administering the Workforce uh, WorkSource Innovation and Opportunity Act, which is a bipartisan act of Congress from 2014 uh, that basically set funds aside for businesses and for individuals uh, for businesses to be able to be competitive in a global environment and for individuals to be able to get on a career path. 
that would uh, not only allow them to get a job, but to advance their career and to remove any barriers that would keep them from advancing their career. So that's what this is all about. And then we want to get into a little bit more detail about how it's administered and how it, how it actually works. Well, let's talk, uh, we talk North Georgia, you know, we're all, this is a North Georgia radio show here, but let's talk a little bit about the service area that we're talking about that you guys serve with what you're doing here. Okay, well, as I mentioned, 13 counties, and let me just read off those counties, if okay. that's okay. Uh, Banks County, Dawson, Forsyth, Franklin, Habersham, Hall, Hart, Lumpkin, Rabin, Stevens, Towns, Union, and White. Okay. So that's the area that's uh, covered uh, under the Georgia Mountains, uh, workforce, Workforce Georgia Mountains. One of the things we like to share with our listeners when we are, are talking with our guests is what really brought you to this spot? Tell us a little bit about your background. Marsha, let's start with you, please. Well, I had worked with Georgia Mountains uh, in a previous part of my life for about 14 years doing workforce development. And uh, I, I liked it. I liked working and meeting people throughout the region. I liked helping individuals. I had a social work background, so I enjoyed that. And uh, that's part of why we have gotten together to do this. Benji may want to tell you a little bit of his background as well. Well, um, my background is in the private sector. Uh, after college, I went to work for a local wholesale hardware company and then uh, worked there for 16 years. I went into the banking for about five years and then with an international company uh, that was sales and distribution company uh, for about 20 years. So that's kind of the scope. But I think that uh, being able to talk from a, um, a private sector uh, background uh, maybe has helped us both a little bit in the understanding of what businesses need out there. Well, let's dig into this, and, and we've had some conversations on the phone, especially between me and you, Marsha. Let's talk about the services and, and what they offer. Okay, well, this, these are the services that we provide and how we can assist. We can provide training uh, for needed worker skills uh, and, help, and decrease turnover for businesses, which is a, a huge thing. Uh, we can assist with new hires. Uh, we can develop a pipeline for skilled talent. All of these are available. And we can also offer wage reimbursements through several different programs. Has your training uh, program changed since it's a little bit more difficult to have face-to-face -face right now with people? And in what way have you had to adapt on that? We've had quite a few changes, and most like most any other businesses today, we a lot more Zoom meetings, a lot more telephone calls a lot fewer face-to-face -face meetings, but the services are still available. Uh, everything that was offered uh, before the pandemic is also offered now. It's just in a different way, just accessed a different way. I, th I think many of our listeners might remember a book from quite a few years back, a huge bestseller, Who Moved My Cheese? <laughs> and to me, that book has come to life now because the book was about adapting to change. We might not want change. We may not like it. We may not expect it, but change inevitably is going to happen. And so you've made that adjustment, and that's what many people in the workforce are having to do. That's correct. There's no choice. Uh, we saw a survey recently from the U.S. Department of Labor, 
and also from LinkedIn. These were two separate surveys, but basically they were asking employers what skills are they looking for now? And in, uh, in, they were specifically looking at 2022. What are they going to be looking for? And innovation and creativity are the top skills that employers are looking for now. So it, it's a different ballgame. Being able to adapt. How do we teach that? Flexibility. It's important. Well, we're listening to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton. You're listening to Marsha and Benji Hopkins, and we're talking about WorkSource Georgia Mountains. And one of the questions, so there's, there's these great programs we've started bringing up, and there's some funding for them. But what, what's the biggest challenge, guys? I, I'm guessing, um, is it hard raising awareness so people know? Because I, I think a lot of people out there don't know these things are available. And I guess that's really what you guys do. You're out there educating the public on that. Exactly. That, oh. That's our job, is to get the word out. And how do you do that? Well, this is a great... This is the radio show. <laughs> I love that. Right. Uh, speaking out, out visiting local businesses in this county. I mean, we, we attend... I'm sorry. Go ahead. We, we attend a lot of Chamber of Commerce events mm-hmm. uh, with when businesses are there, and we ask for opportunities to tell about the program. Um, civic it, groups. It, yeah, civic groups. Almost every county uh, uh, has someone, uh, probably their economic development person or their Chamber of, of Commerce president, whoever that is. We try to touch base with those folks and say... We have this wonderful programs. We'd like to get this information out to your members, and that's how we do that. And we make a lot of trips. Right, I, we I just, imagine we go see people. Well, and and as, as I've heard you describe some of these services, some of these things can be the difference in a business actually struggling and 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 actually making it. Having a well trained workforce, having some of the interns. I know that's a program we can talk about at some point. Uh, so, what are some of the areas, or, or maybe let's get into a little more of the funding, and what areas is there funding for? Okay, you want to start, you want to start about incumbent worker? Okay, uh, yes. One of the, uh, the main programs that we offer is called Incumbent Worker Program, and uh, it's also a layoff aversion. Say, for example, you have a business and you need a particular skill that you may not have right now within your group of em- employees. So the choice is you can take a, a current employee and, uh, and provide the training for that person to increase their skills. And that may keep you from having to lay someone off because you were able to take the funding that's available here and improve the skill of an existing employee. And that's called incumbent worker program. So it's available to upgrade the current employee's work skills. Uh, companies can partner with public or private consultants who can review and suggest employee training uh, or improve operations. Uh, employer reimbursement can total 50% or more of the consulting and training cost. And a, a maximum funding per employee, and I think this is important because it kind of tells you the scope of the program, the maximum funding per employee is $12,000. So it's a significant amount. And uh, if you have several employees that need that kind of training, like the training can come from one of our great technical colleges, it can also come from an independent company. It just has to be approved up front. But up to $12,000 per employee is available for the training. What would be uh, maybe one of the most frequently uh, offered requests? What type of training do people ask you for? Well, let me give you a specific example. That may be the best way. We um, had a company, uh, a heating and air conditioning company up in Hartwell, Georgia. And uh, this particular company uh, needed to upgrade the skills 
they needed particular employees in a particular area, but they didn't have one, uh, anyone to bring in to fill that. So they decided to train employees from within. So we were able to assist them. They were able to take their business and expand it to more counties because they were able to uh, increase the number of employees that had the particular skill that they needed. So that's a, a real-life example. Well, we've got a lot more to get to, guys. Let's take a break. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to a lot more with services, programs, funding to support and help our local businesses here in North Georgia. We come back right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. This is Bill Lampton with North Georgia Business Radio X. We're back and we're going to talk some more about the incumbent worker program. Benji, what else did you want to add on that? Well, I think that uh, if I'm out there and an employer, I may be thinking about what is what criteria is involved. What do uh, what does my company have to do to be part of this? And I think it's uh, it's really pretty simple. But I just want to hit a few of those key facts. Number one, it has to be a for-profit company, and they have to have been in business for at least one year, and uh, they have to be located in, within the 13 counties that we mentioned earlier. Uh, they must have at least five full-time em- permanent employees, and that's five employees, and they must be a financially viable company, and what that means, they may need to be current on their state and federal taxes. And the training must uh, lead to full-time employment for the employee. So that's the, the criteria. Uh, if, the, if the business can meet those few things, then they may be eligible for this funding. Well, you know, one of the things I see with this incumbent worker program, I see benefits on both the employer and employee side. Because uh, imagine, okay, if I'm an employer and I say, well, I don't have that skill set here, so I'm going to have to go outside, find somebody, bring them in, get them up to date on our culture. and, and do. But if I'm the employee, I'm not liking it that I might have spent X amount of years in this organization and somebody from the outside is coming in and taking a position that I have the ability to do if I just had proper training. So I think it's an amazing program. Exactly. And I, I think what I mentioned the criteria for the I think I mentioned the, the criteria for the employer. The, there's also some criteria for the trainee, too, okay. for, for the employee. And they have to be with the company for at least six months. They have to be at least 18 years old. They have to be either a citizen or have a work permit uh, for the United States. And so you can see it, it's not a, a huge hurdle that either the employer or the employee have to overcome. And we just want people to know that this is out there and these funds are available. Marsha, what would be some examples of the type of training that you might do with a company on this program? Uh, There's on-the-job training. Say you're an employer and you're hiring for a full-time position, full-time permanent position. We could reimburse you for 50 to 75% of that trainee's salary during the time of their training um, that can be you must be paying them at least them at least twelve dollars an hour hopefully more uh, and we can reimburse up to twelve thousand dollars per person so that's some real money for an employer who needs a new, new trainee it helps them offset that there's always a cost of training and it off, offsets that for that employer 
So the individual has to be unemployed, underemployed, or, this is key now, dislocated. Okay. We have a lot of dislocated individuals from... What's your definition of dislocated? They've lost a job through no fault of their own. Mm. So that's happening right now, and we'll be able to help. These funds are available to help the employer and the individuals. And that's happening at every level, no matter the number of employees, no matter the longevity of the company, no matter the brand name of the company. Exactly. Well, let me put you on the spot here. This is always fun for me. Do you have what you can think of that comes to mind of a real good example? Uh, some, somebody said, hey, we have this specific need, and we we're able to use this program to come in, train for that need, and have a really good outcome? I do. I had a um, feeling you would. This uh, happened to a startup medical company in, in this area. And uh, they, of course, as a new startup, were needing funds to, to get going. They were able to hire an intern through our program. This individual had a degree in chemistry from one of our area colleges, and she had lost her job through no fault of her own. She needed a job. They needed someone to work for them. They hired her first as an intern, taught her skills. She got work experience. Now this company is going to be able to hire her in on the job training. They'll be burst. We we paid their the person's salary while she was training as an intern and uh, now we'll be reimbursing them for part of her salary. They're expanding that facility to a lab. They're adding a lab. So to us that was a success for the employer and the individual. It's a, a lot of win-win scenarios there. Now, that's what I love about this in, incumbent worker training uh, idea. Our business owner friends out there listening, this could be something you didn't realize was available that could help you. Right? Those of us listening that, that might be in a situation, you might be saying, hey, that applies to me personally or someone I know. And if we accomplish the job we're hoping to today, there's a lot more to talk about. But that's what we really are here to do today with Marsha and Benji is let's just let's just let people know what's out there, what's available, how it can help our community. And I'm excited to come back with a lot more talking with these guys. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lanton. You're listening to the voice of local business, North Georgia Business, Georgia Business Radio X. We'll be back with a lot more with Marsha and Benji right here. Bill Lampton. We've been having a fascinating conversation with Benji and Marsha Hopkins 
about the, the resources, the services that are available for our local businesses. And I was just really that incumbent worker program. I was fascinated by by all that that offers and, and that's available and there's funding for that. But I know you guys have a lot more services to talk about. Where should we go next? Well, if we could, let's talk about registered apprenticeships. Okay. This is a big program for us for the WorkSource Georgia Mountains area. Um, a registered apprenticeship is a little bit different than the other programs we talked about because in this case, the employee would be working full time and they're going to school. So it's a combination uh, uh, normally consists of on-the-job training and classroom training. Um, we have uh, partners that help in this area, and I want to mention those briefly, and I'll give you some examples. Uh, there is a, another contractor with the Regional Commission that help in this area, and I want to mention those briefly, and I'll give you some examples. Uh, there is a, another contractor with the Regional Commission called Workforce Strategies, and their area of emphasis is on registered apprenticeships and primarily in manufacturing. A few years ago when Governor Deal was in office, uh, he set aside a sector strategy, which means that you go into certain uh, important, of course all businesses are important, but there's some that are going to be very important to the future of Georgia, uh, to make sure that they have the employees that they need to be able to run their businesses and be competitive in the global market. And manufacturing is one of those. So uh, this company, uh, Workforce Strategies, along with the Georgia Mountains Regional Commission Workforce, uh, uh, Workforce Division, along with the Technical College System of Georgia, focus on how to get apprenticeships into manufacturing. Ships where you actually have a mentor on site, somebody that's teaching this person as they come along, and uh, then they're going to school also to get the training that they need so that when they come out of school, they're ready to take a job full time. This is especially important when you have people that may be retiring and there's really no one that can fill their job. Hmm. They get, have two years that they can mentor this person while they're going to school and then they can step right into that job. And the funds that are available for this, uh, the maximum reimbursement for a trainee is $15,000. So that's significant for an employer who wants to get somebody to fill that job, and these funds are $15,000 per person to help them fill that job. You know what I find fascinating about that? I was looking at some statistics in my retirement work, and part of the retirement demographic, one of the problems in the workforce, the biggest problem was the transferring of knowledge. They were retiring people, but the knowledge wasn't college. They were retiring people, but the knowledge wasn't coming through before somebody maybe out of school was coming in. So this, I love this program because it kind of addresses that need to actually, okay, don't good luck learning this over 20 years like the last person did. They're getting them in the, the actual apprenticeship. Exactly. And, you, you know, uh, a real-life example I can think of is we had a company that had someone uh, that's a tool and die maker, which uh, is a very exacting uh, job in manufacturing. And there's a lot of knowledge that had gone into this job for a lot of years. They were able to take someone that was going to Lanier Tech uh, and take them into for two years and, and train them into this particular profession so that when they did finally retire, they had someone that could step right in and do the job. And that's, uh, that's very important, I think, to a business owner to, to have that kind of uh, uh, resource available. There's a contrast that comes to my mind, and that is or so before I became a consultant and was 
in the workforce where I was employed. One of the patterns, which I think was almost universal, was that somebody would be hired. They would have a day or a day and a half of orientation classes with um, probably the other 30 or so new hires. And that would be maybe the last of the instruction or list of expectations or guidelines that, that they would get. That that was, um, it was supposed to be an inoculation that lasted you a long time. But we've learned that uh, from experience that all that does is just truly scratch the surface. Exactly. I think having the mentor, having someone dedicated, having the time available to do that and the money available to do that is huge. And the money available to do that is huge. Well, let's talk. So we talk about, and I love that apprenticeship model. For a while, it seemed like it was one of those words that was like a a word from the past. You didn't see it anymore, but it makes so much sense in today's world that that's exactly what we're doing here. Exactly. I think, excuse me, but I think another thing that's important is uh, manufacturing has changed so much uh, over the years. You know, a lot of people have an idea that manufacturing may not be in a clean environment. Mm -hmm. It may be uh, lifting and and heavy work. And now it is a clean environment computer, uh, probably instead of uh, running something on the assembly line, you're probably operating a computer. It's a very clean, a very different environment. And a few robots around, too. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's changed a lot. And another another program I, I would love for us to have some time to talk about is internships. So what, what kind of programs or funding or, or just let's dig in? Those are similar to on-the-job training, but a little less structured. Um, internships can be offered for 80 to 480 hours. Uh, the best example I have is a college student at one of our local colleges. You need to be in your last semester. You need to be ready to go into employment. Uh, one example we have is someone who works for um, an economic development authority and this person has been on with them for the 480 hours. And these are varying um, time spans for different weeks just because of the flexibility needed for a college student. Some, some Sometimes you have more hours to spend than others. But that's a really good example there in uh for, for one of our internships. So 80 to 480 hours, we can pay up to $11 an hour. We, an hour. we pay the individual. We can run the payroll, pay the um, workers' comp. So that's, that's a big Jeez. advantage for an employer not to have to add someone onto their payroll. They are not obligated to employ that individual at the end. Of course, that's the the goal. We'd like for them to do so. But even if that employer cannot employ that person at the end, the person has skills. They've developed skills. And, you know, you've got your education, but you also need the experience. So that this internship program offers both. So that's an example. The person does not have to be in college. But uh, if they are in college, a college setting, it needs to be the last semester. So um, it's it's a payment directly to the individual for their salary. Yeah, I mean, businesses that are eligible, I think this is a huge benefit to come in, have somebody trained, and hopefully you're training somebody trained, and hopefully you're training your future employees. But somebody's kind of 
have we have funding uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, well, let's talk a little bit about what does it what kind of business. What do you need to, to do to qualify as a business? Is it a certain size business? Is it certain criteria? I'm sure there's something. Uh, for the internships, right. they can be um, not-for-profit or a for-profit business. It could be either. Okay. So, okay. And Benji, you may have some more qualifications on that as far as the employers. The yeah, I was just curious. Is there any business well, size that... that not necessarily a business size, but uh, the employee, sh- the employer should not be laying off someone mm. uh, for the intern to come it's in. It's not a replacement yeah, situation. Right. Exactly. Right. And um, they have to be in full compliance. The employer has to be in full compliance with local, state, and federal tax obligations. Other than that, it's pretty straightforward. Bo, one thing I enjoyed doing for the 18 months or so that we've been on the air is talking with our guests about their community involvement. And with these two, we could have had an entire program on that. So let me start with Marsha. Looking at your your bio, you have been involved in so many worthwhile activities in this area as a volunteer. What has prompted you to be so active that way? It's a great community, and I have enjoyed um, participating and getting to know people as part of this volunteer service and um, just community activities. I enjoy people. As I said earlier, I had a background in social work, but I enjoy people. Um, I enjoy creative people, and that's, that's part of my interest is to get involved in groups where there are creative individuals. Creative individuals, I draw from that energy and I enjoy it so much. Um, and then volunteering, uh, you know, you get so much more from that than you ever give. We we all know that. Well, the many charitable organizations we have in Northeast Georgia depend heavily on people who have just that giving attitude. Yeah, and that's one of the things we find that that's great about our community is these business owners, as we get to know them. And a lot of times it's kind of behind the scenes. They're they're supporting and, and out volunteering, and they're really making our community go around. So it's it's great to see. And, and of course, Bill, you're right. These guys are no upset, uh, exception to that. And what we've talked about a couple of things. I want I want to get to a couple of things here in the next segment. We've talked about the apprenticeship. Sounds like a great program. Internships, huge value for businesses there. I, I know there's some programs and services you offer to the individual, but more so than, than the employer. And let's get to, the, to those when we come back after the break. This has been a great conversation with Benji and Marsha Hopkins. I hear, I'm here with Dr. Bill Lanton. We'll be back with North Georgia Business Radio X right after this. Somewhere in my desk is a piece of concrete. It is odd-shaped, having been chipped off a wall. But not just any wall. It's a small remnant of the Berlin Wall from a trip my husband and I took to Germany in the early 1990s. I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. And remember when President Reagan stood before the Brandenburg Gate and issued that famous challenge, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall? Well, two years later, it came down. Have you ever found walls just as real but invisible between yourself and others? You try to get through. Well, can I give you some advice, especially if you have a disability? 
Don't presume there's a wall because of your handicapping condition. Initiate friendship as you would with anyone else. Reach out. That wall just might fall down. Hey, you want to see a picture of my husband and me at the Berlin Wall? We posted it at disabilitycampaign.org. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm really excited about the conversation we're having today with Benji and Marsha Hopkins. Dr. Bill, this has been really enlightening to me just to learn about the services, the programs available, and there's funding for this right here in our community. Yes, and it's, it's certainly encouraging. It's enheartening to people who are listening, to people who are listening, who are looking for work. There, there are people who are... Uh, managers, CEOs who want to bring in qualified people. It works both ways. That's right. And it, it helps on both sides. And before we went to the break, we we're talking about uh, Benji and Marsha's volunteering in the community and work they've done. And I know, Marsha, we were talking about your board. It's a volunteer board, right? It is. We have the Georgia Mountains Workforce Board, and it's made up of volunteers from the business community as, as well as individuals from um, elected officials, that sort of thing. But they guide the training that's offered in the whole region. And that's where I, I first met your dad years ago when right. I worked in workforce development. He was part of the private industry council. Right. That was my original connection to Marsha was uh, knowing, uh, and I met her when I was a lot younger, a lot younger guy back then. Um, we were both a lot younger. Yeah, doing the work with dad on the on the council there. So so it's really a cool connection. I was a, a lot younger, a lot younger guy back then. Um, we were both a lot younger. Yeah, doing the work with dad on the on the council there. So so it's really a cool connection and and just how this this thing's gone on for a long time now. It has keeps doing good work. Well, let's let's kind of shift gears a little bit and let's talk about programs that are available for that individual out there that might need some support. Well, let me start off by talking about the adult program. And uh, by adult, that means that uh, anyone that's over 18 years old uh, would uh, be in the adult program. But I think the best way to look at this is these funds are available to remove barriers that would keep someone from having a a clear path in their career. And what I mean by that is, say you're a single parent and you may need money for child care. Uh, you're uh, out of a job and you may need transportation. You may, you may not have the funds to buy gas for your car to go to Lanier Tech. Um, so that they can get an education and they can move into a career path. So that's kind of what the adult program is about. Um, the process that someone would need to go through is if, if they're interested in finding out more about this, they first need to attend what's called an overview session. Now, pre-COVID-19, the overview session was held at the office in a large training room. Now the session is held online. Or if the person doesn't have a computer available, we can work it out over the phone as well. But it's best if they have a computer and and they can get online. But uh, that way they can go through the whole process with a counselor at WorkSource Georgia Mountains that will let them know exactly what they would need uh, to have available to be able to take part in this program. Um, They would need to fill out an application. They submit the application to the staff. After the documentation is received, then the staff would, um, they would need to fill out an application. They submit the application to the staff. After the documentation is received, then the staff would determine if that person is eligible. 
You know, there'll be things like uh, uh, household finances may come into play. There are several different things that may or may not make someone eligible for the program. The case manager or the counselor contacts the person to discuss the application and they would help them get started. Uh, the thing that I think is important is the folks that we have um, at the WorkSource Center are very helpful people. They really want to see these people succeed and they kind of take away the red tape by helping them through every step of the way to make sure that if they are eligible, then they uh, can get the funds necessary to get on a career path. When I love that phrase, clear path, because I know there's people out there right now, especially that there's some obstacles maybe in the way from this. We have a youth program as well, and uh, we've just expanded that center. Benji mentioned the office, and we want to be sure to give that location mm -hmm. and a contact phone number for that. In fact, I may need to do that now. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah. The phone number to call about any of these services, the business services, the individual services, is 770 and we like to say no wrong door. If you call that number, we will get you to the service that's needed. They will get you to the correct person. And the actual location is 1856 Thompson Bridge Road, Suite 3. And you may be familiar, that's the Chattahoochee Center on Thompson Bridge Road here in Gainesville. But we also have career coaches that go out in 13 counties. These are vans that are equipped with computers that and, and a staff that will help people in the 13 counties, same services. But the youth equipped with computers that and, and a staff that will help people in the 13 counties, same services. But the youth program I mentioned, we've expanded it there at the uh, Thompson Bridge location. And this is a chance for 16 to 24-year-olds. That's the definition of youth that we have to get a GED. We have the actual GED training that Lanier Tech offers. We offer life skills classes, soft skills classes. Employers are eager to have soft skills training. And the definition for that is what makes you a, a good employee. Not, not the hard skills of what you can train, but what, what are the soft skills, the communication skills, the punctuality, that sort of thing. So these are, this is, these are programs specifically targeted to this age group, 16 to 24. To be better equipped. Exactly. To, to enter the workforce. Well, guys, let's do that. Let's give that programs we talked about today, right? That exactly. no wrong door is for all of this. Any of the programs we mentioned. Okay, let's give that number talk. one more time. 770-538-2727, and that is staffed all week, uh, Monday through Friday. Well, very good. Well, you know, I've been enlightened today, Dr. Bill, just learning about what resources there are, what's available, and just to learn that uh, Benji and Marsha are such a, a, a resource here in our local community, and they're out giving this information out and making sure people know what's there. And I'm excited. I'm going to tell you one thing, guys. Uh, I think we could have dug into any one of these programs for the whole show. So we might need to have a, like a monthly kind of deal to where we talk and dig in a little further. But great show. What do you think, Dr. Bell? Oh, I know that there are many people who have benefited, and it's been a privilege to host Benji and Marsha. Well, hey, Benji, Marsha, had a lot of fun. Thanks so much for coming and joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X. A lot of fun. Thanks so much for coming and joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. We enjoyed it. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place, right here 
on North Georgia Business Radio X. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.